Judges chapter number 15, verse 9, if you could find it. And once you have found it, it will be on the screen or it's in your handout as well. If you could stand to your feet, uh, we'll get right into the scripture reading this morning and then right into the message. Uh, I am aware of the time. I do know many of you have um, plans already and things to get to. Uh, but I do think it's pertinent that we get into God's word this morning. Uh, we have, uh, of course, some baptism scheduled as well. And I'm mindful of all that. And we'll get right into the message today. And I'll get you out on a good time. But Judges 15 verse 9 says, And then the Philistines went up and pitched in Judah and spread themselves in Lehi. And the men of Judah said, Why are you come up against us? And they answered, To bind Samson are we come up to do to him as he hath done to us. Then three thousand men of Judah went to the top of the rock Edom and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us? What is this that thou hast done unto us? And he said unto them, As they did unto me, so have I done unto them. And they said unto him, We are come down to bind thee, that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that ye will not fall upon me yourselves. And they spake unto him, saying, No, but we will bind thee fast and deliver thee into thine hand. But surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. Lord, we sure do love you. Thank you for loving us. You're a great God. Lord, we've done much this morning, and I believe each and every part of it has been glorifying to you. Lord, I pray you'll be with us as we love on our mothers today, and, and love on, um, Lord, these children, and Lord, but also as we take a time today and to get around your word. Lord, as we open it up, may you use us in a powerful way. Lord, thank you for a church, Lord, that reaches, Lord, each and every person. Lord, I pray you'll be with those uh, uh, who's online, maybe tuning in, the children, the teens, and all that are a part of the service today. May you help their hearts to be open. May you give me the words to say. Lord, may what I say um, be exactly what we need to hear. And Lord, may we be able to get done exactly on time. We sure do love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, one day, a little boy was praying, and he said, Dear Jesus, I'm so sorry I made such a mess in my room today. And then he added, but I sure had fun doing it. Um, Some people enjoy making a mess of their lives, unfortunately. Eventually, the consequences make life more miserable than fun. And really, that's what we see in Samson's life as a whole. It seems like he had so much potential, yet he struggles uh, going forward. But even though uh, he struggles, he still is God ordained, God's ordained judge. And we see the people here of Judah reject him. Israel really... Do not get behind him. And really, he, he faces some rejection. It reminds me of the story of a woman who noticed her husband standing on the bathroom scale. And he was sucking in his stomach. And she looked at him and says, <laughs> that's not going to work. He said, sure it is. I can see the numbers on the scale better this way. And, uh, but anyway, sometimes you feel like you're rejected. Uh, Illinois' uh, legislator in 1858 used an obscure statute to send Stephen A. Douglas to the U.S. Senate instead of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln had won the popular vote, but they had somehow got around him and Stephen A. Douglas went. When a sympathetic friend asked Abraham Lincoln how he felt, he said, Like the boy who stubbed his toe, I'm too big to cry and too badly hurt to laugh. And maybe that's how you felt before. And, Jude, uh, and Samson here has been rejected by his own people. 
And we see the Philistines are coming after him. If you remember, uh, he, he uh, went to get married and didn't consummate the marriage. And he left and he came back all to find out that his father-in-law had given his wife away to his best man. And, of course, his father-in-law offered her sister to him and said, she is more prettier than her. And Samson says, no, I want her. And he gets mad, and so he takes a bunch of foxes, which in the Hebrew we saw was jackals, and grabbed this group of dogs and lit their tails on fire, and they destroyed all the wheat, the corn, and the vineyards. All the financial, fiscal gain, economic growth in that area was destroyed. And the Philistines are mad. And so they inquire who it was, and they said Samson was. And so they killed Samson's wife and father by burning their house. And so Samson escapes and goes to the cave of Elam. And while he's there, uh, uh, the Philistines start devising a way to get him. And I want us to see, first of all, if you're writing this morning, the Philistines attack. The Philistines attack this morning. And we see the purpose of this attack. The Bible says in verse 9, then the Philistines went up and pitched in Judah and spread themselves in Lehi. Interesting enough, the Philistines are really concerned about one person. And they want to take this person out. And so the reason why they want to destroy him is because he destroyed all of their food. And if he's going to be able to to do that, maybe, just maybe they have to destroy him or else he will end up destroying them. So we see the purpose of the attack, but then they see the plan of attack. And verse number nine, the Bible says they spread themselves in Lehi. Literally, they started spreading out, attacking the city terrorizing the people with fear. Keep in mind, the Philistines are head and shoulders above the children of Israel. Of course, we know that through Goliath. They have giants of men. They're very good with iron. They can forge iron. They're way above way ahead of the Israelites and the, the face of war. They're very uh, domineering. They seem like they have everything uh, they need. And so the Israelites are very scared and the men of Judah here are very worried and Philistines just come and inflict terror on the people. And then we see the place of attack. The Bible says in verse 8, the top of the rock Edom, they literally go there in Judah to set their sights on Samson. And they are going to get back this man who's caused so much damage to them. And we see this morning that the Philistines' attack show a vivid picture of another enemy. We may not have the Philistines against us this morning, but if you are a child of God, each and every one of you have a spiritual enemy against you this morning. And that spiritual enemy, Satan, would want nothing more than to destroy your life. And if you attack Satan's territory, if you try to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you try to support missions, if you try to take a stand for Christ and do right, if you try to tell your coworker maybe about Jesus, or maybe talk about the Lord, or maybe invite him to church, uh, Satan's not going to like that, and Satan's going to attack you. He will send distractions that will hinder you. Have you ever wanted to read your Bible or pray or spend time with God and decide tomorrow morning, I'm going to do it. Tomorrow morning comes, you oversleep, and then you realize you had a project, you didn't get done for work and all this stuff. And before you know it, you go the whole day without reading your Bible and praying. Satan will attack you. He'll try to distract you. He will try to bind a church with disruption from within and from attacks from without. And the enemy here is attacking the very place where Samson resided there in Judah. The devil works the same way. When you serve the Lord without fear, when you're not afraid to take a stand for truth, Samson is going to come at, at Samson. The devil's going to come at you. If Samson does, I'll be surprised. Okay. The devil's going to come at you. 
And tonight I'm going to preach a message about how fear in the Bible, it says fear, is actually rebellion against God. And I'm going to show you how God helped Joshua with his fear and lead the people against Jericho. What an amazing story it is, those first few verses before they actually attack on Jericho, when the Spirit of Lord, when the angel Lord comes with the sword. Talk about that tonight. But fear here is destroying. And when you stand strong with, with the things of Christ without, without fear, the devil's going to come at you. The only way to avoid the devil's attacks is for us never to do anything for the Lord. If you sit idly by, the devil will leave you alone. But when you try to do something for Christ, when you try to, as parents, stand up here and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want to dedicate my child to Christ. When you do that, Satan's going to say, hey, I'm going to come after that family. You say, well, that's not fair. I know. But Satan doesn't play fair. Satan wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy the home, as we see it in our, in our culture, in our country around us. You see, Peter experienced this in Luke 22, verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Paul experienced this in 2 Corinthians 12, 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me. Lest I should be exalted above measure. Peter experiences, Paul experiences, and by the way, you and I will experience it. But the wonderful thing about this is not to get discouraged and defeated and say, well, we better just not even raise our children for God. No, no, no. Remember that future victory is certain. The Bible says in Revelation 20.10, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. I'm here to tell you that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The devil will have his fun, but one day he will have his day and God will take care of him. Reminds me of the story about a friend, an associate of boxer, American writer, Wilson Misner was a great and talented fighter. One day, him and his friend, Billy Smith, visited a San Francisco bar, and Misner started a fight with the longshoremen. There were several of them there, and these two boxers fought, fought, and they finally got down to one longshoreman, and he just would not fall. And so, uh, 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 Misner just kept hitting him over and over, and finally, Wilson uh, uh, comes up to him and says, Leave him alone! You knocked him out! He says, No, he's still standing! Misner said. So he goes to hit him again and Wilson says, Whoa, wait a minute here. He's stuck. He cannot fall. He had been knocked out minutes before. May I say, though Satan seems formidable. Though Satan seems like he cannot fall. Though he seems like he keeps getting his way. And though it seems like he has all control and he's destroying us. May I say today, this is an accurate picture that Satan has already been defeated. And one day will stand before God and God will cast him into the lake of fire. He'll be destroyed forever. So we see this morning, first of all, the Philistines in their attack and Satan wants to attack you and me, especially your dear parents up here who wants to dedicate your child. Just get ready. It's going to come. Don't quit. Keep on going forward with the power of Christ. But second of all, we see Judah's arrangement. The Bible says in verse number 10, we see their concern. And the men of Judah said, why are you come up against us? So the Philistines are coming to search out Samson. And the men of Judah stand up and say, hey, whoa, whoa, why are you coming over here? I mean, what are you looking for? And they say, we're looking for Samson. We're going to bind him. And we're going to do to him as he has done for us. They're panicking here. 
instead of getting Samson's back, because Samson's going to save him, they're saying, oh, wait a minute, let's bind him up and let's send him over to the Philistines. And the men of Judah, we see their concern, but we also see their compromise in verse 11. Then 3,000 men of Judah went to the top of the rock Edom and said to Samson, Knowest thou not that the Philistines are rulers over us? What is it that thou hast done unto us? Can you imagine? One lowly man. By the way, Samson did not look like Superman. Contrary to what you might be thinking, Samson did not look like the Hulk. You know, Samson was a normal looking guy. The only time he ever exhorted his strength was because of the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Well, can you imagine 3,000 men going up a hill saying, Oh, Samson, come here. Well, I think it's a little much, you know. And they said, What are you doing? The Philistines rule over us. Why are you instigating them? Why are you going after them? They said, we're going to bind you up. And Samson says, well, I'm not doing anything to them that they haven't already done to me. And the men of Judah take Samson into custody. They confront him. And Samson, in his wisdom, does not desire to fight his own people. But he allows them to bind him with new cords. These are strong green ropes that have never been used. So in Judah's mind, they have Samson secured. Everything's going to be okay. We're not going to rock the boat anymore. We'll give him you over to the Philistines. We see their choice. The Bible says in verse 12, when they said to him, We are come down to bind thee, that we may deliver thee into the hand of the Philistines. And Samson said unto them, Swear unto me that ye will not fall upon me yourselves. And they spake unto him, saying, No, but we will bind thee fast and deliver thee into the hand. But surely we will not kill thee. And they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock. And so Samson here is interesting enough, because he doesn't want to defeat his own family or his own brethren, he, he willingly gives himself up. What's interesting to me here is this is in a weird way a picture of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine when Jesus Christ was in the garden of Gethsemane? And he tells his disciples, Will you not watch with me and pray? But what happens? They fall asleep, not once, not twice, but three times. Finally, Jesus just says, sleep on. The Bible says he sweat blood and tears, and he was in such agony, and he was crying out to his father, and he says, Father, is there any other way? And God says, no, you need to go. And he says, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus gave himself up in the garden there. Of course, Judas betrayed him. We see he gets whipped, and he gets scourged, and he and he gets falsely accused. He gets verbally abused. He gets emotionally just ripped to shreds. He has a whip of cat of nine tails. He, he doesn't even look like a man. And he gets a cross on his shoulders. He willingly gives himself up. And he gets nailed to a cross. And you've heard the song. He could have called 10,000 angels. But he chose to die alone for you and me. You realize this morning that Jesus Christ gave himself up for you and me. He didn't deserve the cross. He didn't deserve to get beaten. He didn't deserve to die. He didn't deserve to shed that blood. He didn't deserve to get mocked and ridiculed. He didn't deserve to uh, 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 pull himself up and barely gasp for breath and, and die the worst possible death possible that you could think of. Torture. He didn't deserve all that. Why would he do that then? Because he didn't want to kill you and me. He wanted to give us a way out. You see, our sin was sending us to hell. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. The Bible says that, that, that we, we had no hope. But Jesus Christ in his love 
It says, I'll go. For God so loved the world that he gave. The Bible says, but the gift of God is eternal life. While we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you realize this morning that Jesus Christ gave himself up like Samson as a true savior? The only one who could pay the penalty of death and hell. I don't know about you, but when I was a 10-year-old boy and I realized that, I thought, wow, I'm not good. I've done wrong. I've sinned. I deserve to go to hell. But I'll let Jesus Christ pay for it for me. I remember as a 10-year-old boy bowing my head and saying, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I don't deserve to go to hell. I'm not going to be good enough to go to heaven. I, nothing I can do to get me there, but I, I would love for you to take my place. I would love for your precious blood to redeem my sins. I'd love for you to come in. You know what Jesus Christ did? He gladly did. What about you this morning? Do you believe that? Do you believe Jesus went to the cross for you? Do you believe he was willing to die for you? Do you believe that he gave his life for you? All you have to do is accept him into your life and he will save you. We see the men gave, Samson gave himself, but not so fast for the men of Judah. No, the men of Judah chose bondage over liberty. They chose status quo over God's will for the life. Instead of going up to Samson and saying, Samson, what's going on? Well, I'm trying to take care of the Philistines. That's what God created me for, to begin to deliver you from the Philistines. So why don't you get behind me and let's go do this. The men of Judah says, oh no, we're going to do things our way. How oftentimes in our life does God give us the right way through his word, but yet we choose status quo, we choose the world's philosophies, we, we, we choose the self, we choose our flesh over God, and how oftentimes we put ourselves in spiritual bondage instead of enjoying the wonderful service of God. Well, I want this part of my life. No, give it to God. And God will give you the desires of your heart, the Bible says. It's interesting to me how oftentimes the church has adopted the motto, you have to go along to get along. We're afraid sometimes to stand for truth, are we not? We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But you know what? There's a way to stand for truth and still love people. There's a way to stand for truth and still be gracious. There's a way to stand for truth and still be kind. May we not get away from truth so that we can be more acceptive. No, no, let's stand for truth and let's love and point people to the master. Let's point people to the one, the true savior. Let's point people to Jesus Christ. And we see this morning that the men of Judah compromised. They were just as guilty as if they had taken Samson's life themselves. And they are also guilty of seeking to maintain peace, but betraying one of their own. They ended up staying in bondage longer because they refused to stand with Samson. They chose to compromise. Merritt Malloy says compromise is simply changing the question to fit the answer. Years ago, the story was said, I don't think it was true, but it helps apply the scripture, okay? Winter was coming on, and a hunter went out into the forest to shoot a bear, out of which he had planned to make a warm coat. By and by, he saw a bear coming toward him and raised his gun to take aim. The bear said, wait! Why do you want to shoot me? The fable goes. 
Because I am cold, said the hunter, and I need your fur. The bear replied, but I am hungry. So maybe we can reach an agreement. (laughs) In the end, the hunter was well enveloped into the bear's fur, and the bear had eaten his dinner. You say, what does that fable have to do with us today? I don't write, no, I'm teasing, I know. We always lose out when we try to compromise with sin, do we not? Oftentimes, we struggle with the truth. But if we don't say no to sin, it will consume us in the end, will it not? Matthew twelve thirty says, He that is not with me is against me. Either we will fight with the Lord's army, or else we'll fight against it. Years ago, a man named Garrick had a problem. He, he kept forgetting his wife's birthday and anniversary. After the second year in a row, he says, I've got to change this. This is not good. And so he went to the local florist, and he opened the account, and he provided that florist with dates and instructions that every birthday and every anniversary of his wife send flowers and write on there from your loving husband, Garrick. For years it worked. It worked great. But one day he came home on their wedding anniversary, saw the flowers on the table and said, what nice flowers. Where did you get those from? Oftentimes, when we compromise long enough, sometimes we even forget what the truth is really is, do we not? May I encourage us today, Not just go along to get along. Strive to get along with people, as Jesus did. But don't compromise the truth in the process. We see the Philistines in their attack, Judah in their arrangement. And last of all this morning, I'll wrap things up, Samson's accomplishment. Little Samson wasn't the greatest person to ever live. He did still allow God to use him. The Bible says that the Philistines shouted against him. And they were certain of victory. They were so excited. They had Samson. They were good to go. But not so fast. Because the Spirit of the Lord Jesus was still in control. We see Samson's power. The Bible says in verse 14, And when they came unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. And most of the time it just says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. But in this particular verse it says it mightily came upon him. And the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire and his bands loosed from off his hands. The bands were loosed literally means to melt or dissolve. He had so much power. May I say this morning that we too can be lost in the bounds of sin. We talked about that a few minutes ago in bondage. By the way, sin can tie a knot, only God can undo, right? If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, may I implore you to come to him. But maybe you are a child of God. May I encourage you today that the path to liberty in this life is through the Spirit of God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3, 17, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We are often bound in our sins, in our problems, in our circumstances, but when we yield to the Spirit of God and His power, those things that bind us fast become loosed. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, but be filled with the Spirit. Galatians 5.16, walk in the Spirit and you shall not feel the lust of the flesh. Though it seems impossible, though it seems you're in bondage, may I say today, you too can have the same power Samson had, maybe not to break through ropes, But you can have the same spiritual power to break through those bonds of sin. 
Maybe you are in a habitual sin. Maybe you are in a vice. Maybe you can't get out of it. Look no further than Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit power. And he can help you with that sin. We see his power, but second of all, we see his performance. The Bible says he found a new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand in verse 15 and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. Can you imagine? He goes to this donkey that's recently died and it's still kind of decomposing and he grabs this jaw and yanks it out of it and he just kills a thousand Philistines with it after he breaks through his bond. The Spirit of the Lord is still mightily upon him and he does an amazing feat. The problem is that jawbone is breaking his Nazarite vow and it's defiling him. But though God is using him to do something for him, he's doing it the wrong way. May I say there's often times in our life we can do things for God, but we can do it in the wrong way. May we do it the right way. The Bible says there it defiled him. May I encourage you today, you may not grab a donkey's jawbone anytime soon and strike someone with it. But there is another jawbone that can be very dangerous, can it not? That jawbone we each have in our mouth. The power of the tongue. The Bible says in James 3, 6, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is a tongue among our members that defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it setteth on fire of hell. We can destroy with our tongue, can we not? We can hurt people with our tongue, can we not? I've been guilty of it. Perhaps you have too. It's interesting Publius said this, I have often regretted my speech, but I have never regretted my silence. Sometimes it's better just to be silent, is is it not? After finishing our Chinese food, a man and his wife were having a date, and they got their fortune cookies. They're all excited about it. The woman opened hers first, and it said, be quiet for a little while. She thought that was interesting. And then the man opened up his, her husband, and it said, talk while you have a chance. (laughs) But anyways, let's be careful (laughs) with our tongue. We see his power, we see his performance, but last of all, we see his problem. Although God was still using Samson, he still had a problem in verse 16. And Samson said, with the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps, with the jaw of an ass, have I slain a thousand men. By the way, he wasn't supposed to even use that, but he's bragging And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called that place Ramath Lehi, which simply means the height or hill of the jawbone. It's a pile of the bodies. He's all proud of what he did. Look at me. Look what I did. But in all reality, it wasn't what he did. It was what the Spirit of the Lord had done through him. This just reminds us that God will accomplish his purposes in spite of us. A humble us or a proud us, God will still do it whether we are who we need to be or not. Psalms 115.3 But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. But the second application we can get from this part is simply this. We see that Samson was all alone when he fought the Philistines. Isn't it sad that 3,000 men of Judah were right there? If they just would have got on the same page as Samson, could you imagine what could have happened? Maybe all the Philistines could have been destroyed that day, but only a thousand were. May I encourage us today, sometimes when you stand and serve the Lord, you stand alone. Maybe at work sometimes you feel like you're all alone. 
Maybe when you go into the city, sometimes you feel like you're only all alone. Am I the only one that loves God? As Elijah cried, and as the Spirit of the Lord had to help him understand that there's over 7,000 that haven't bent their knee to to Baal. Do you feel all alone sometimes? Sometimes it can be lonely serving the Lord. But may I remind you that Jesus says, He will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Jesus also says, He will be with you always, even unto the end of the world. Roger Salbach led the Dallas Cowboys to the World Championship in 1971. It pains me to give this illustration. I'm not a Cowboys fan. Perhaps you are. I'm a Colts fan, and it is what it is. He admitted that his position as a quarterback who didn't call his own signals was a source of trial for him. And Roger Staubach really struggled with this, but Coach Landry literally sent in every play, and he was supposed to, every signal was supposed to come straight from uh, uh, the coach, except for in a dire emergency, Roger Staubach could, could play an audible, but he knew if it did not turn out, he was going to pay for it from the coach. Even though Roger considered Coach Landry to have a genius mind, when it came to football strategy, pride said that he should be able to run his own team. After all, he's a quarterback, very good at it. Staubach later said, I faced up to the issue of obedience. Once I learned to obey, there was harmony, fulfillment, and victory. May I say this morning, if this passage has anything to do with anything, it has to do with obedience. If Samson failed in his obedience and tragedy followed, Judah failed in their obedience and compromise followed. But when we walk in obedience, we too, as Roger Staubach found, will find harmony, fulfillment, fulfillment, and victory in the Christian life. But when we do not, we will find ourselves in chaos, emptiness, and failure. So what about you this morning? Where does this message find you? Do you wrestle with being obedient to the Holy Spirit and God's working in your life with his word? Do you fight it or do you give in? Are you standing clear for truth for the Lord and for the things of God? Or maybe you've compromised. Maybe you've cooperated with the enemy and his efforts to attack the Lord's work and his people. Maybe like Samson, you have allowed yourself to become defiled. Maybe you need to go get clean and sanctified like Samson needed to. Maybe you are discouraged. You feel like you're all alone in the battles of life. May I remind you that Jesus Christ is with you. Maybe today you'll decide to take a stand with your place with the Lord. And you'll take a stand against the attacks of the enemies. May I encourage you to work on this area of obedience. But last but not least, maybe you're sitting here today and say, Pastor Justin, I... I didn't realize what Jesus Christ did for me. He was willing to give himself up, to go to the cross. He could have said no. He could have climbed down. He was all powerful. He didn't have to die that shameful death. He didn't have to give his life for me. Why would he do that? He loves me that much. Man, I'd love to give my life to him. Maybe that's you today. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. As we wrap things up, how many would say, Pastor Justin, that's me. I don't know for sure I'm going to heaven. I didn't realize Jesus did all that for me. I didn't realize he died on the cross. I didn't realize he paid our sin debt. 
I didn't realize he went to the cross for me, even though he didn't have to. He was perfect. He didn't have to die. Why would he do that? Because he loves me. If I could have that Jesus as my Savior, I would do it in a heartbeat. How many say, Pastor Justin, that's me? I don't know for sure I'm going to heaven, but I'll gladly give my life to Christ today. If that's you, will you slip up your hand this morning? No one's looking around. I won't embarrass you, I promise. I just want to pray for you. How many say, Pastor Justin, that's me? I need Jesus. Anybody this morning, maybe in the balcony? Maybe there's someone in the lower floor? Say, I need Jesus Christ as my Savior. Maybe you say, Pastor Justin, I know for sure I'm going to heaven. But I'll be honest with you, I, I struggle sometimes taking a stand for Christ. Will you pray for me that I'll have the boldness to stand for truth? If that's you, will you slip up your hand? I want to pray for you. God bless you. I see those hands. Maybe there's someone who would say, you know what? I've even compromised. I've even cooperated before with the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I want to be, I want to stand for truth. Maybe you feel like you've been defiled by the world, the flesh, and the devil, and you're Sin, and you need to get some things right. I'm going to say, Pastor Justin, will you pray for me? There's something I need to get right this morning. If that's you, will you slip up your hand? With heads bowed and eyes closed, how many would say, you know, Pastor Justin, I'm kind of discouraged. I feel like I'm all alone sometimes in the battles of life. But I realize this morning that Jesus Christ is with me each step of the way. Will you pray for me that I'll be able to feel his presence more? If that's you, will you slip up your hand? I want to pray for you. God bless you. I see those hands all over. Maybe there's someone today that would say, you know what, Pastor Justin, I want to obey the Holy Spirit's voice more. I want to obey God's working in my life, his scripture, his word. Will you pray for me that I will obey more, that you will slip your hand? Lord, you see the hands, you know the hearts all over. Lord, you evidently worked in hearts today. Or though this is a Mother's Day and a special baby dedication, I just felt led to continue in Judges. Lord, you had some things for us to hear today. Lord, be with those this morning, maybe, that need you. May they come to Christ. Be with those this morning who are are struggling with some things, taking a stand for truth, not compromising. Lord, maybe they've been defiled and they need to get right with you. They've been in the the sin and they they need to get clean. Be with those who are feeling all alone in the battle. May you help them give them strength. Be with those who are struggling with obeying your word and your voice. We sure do love you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. If you could stand to your feet, the piano's going to play, the altar's open. Let me encourage you to come forward today if God's touched your heart. Maybe you'd like to take a, t- a minute or two and pray. Maybe you'd like to follow Lord in baptism this morning. We have several following Lord in baptism right now, getting ready. Maybe there's some this morning that were struggling with uh, something and they need someone to pray with them for. Our, our pastors would love to pray with you down here. Maybe you just like uh, to, to take that next step of joining the church. You've been saved and baptized and maybe part of the starting point class and you're ready to take that next step of membership. We'd love to talk to you this morning. Maybe you're just struggling with some things. And I encourage you that God's right there beside you and he will be with you.
pray together. Father, we love you. Thank you for all you've done for us, God. Thank you for this uh, message from Judges this morning, and I pray that you'd use it to speak to our hearts. Uh, Lord, that this week that you would guide and direct our thoughts and our actions. And Father, help us to be the light to the people around us that we ought to be. And we'll give you the honor and praise for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Pastor Justin has gone up to uh, perform two baptisms. We have two young people who are uh, coming forward for baptism. Their uh, father is with them, and so he'll be baptizing them in just a moment. If you would, turn your attention to the screens, and we'll watch the uh, next announcement video for this week. Good morning and happy Mother's Day. We hope this morning's service was a blessing to you. Don't forget to pick up your copy of Miss Vicky's newest book on the welcome desk as our Mother's Day gift for every lady over the age of 18. The international program at GVCA has the opportunity to host 33 Japanese students this August. The dates will be from the 2nd to the 14th. We are looking for several families that would be willing to host these students for those two weeks. If you would like to volunteer, please see Nicole Berkland. Mark your calendars for our upcoming events this summer. Our men's advance will be June 23rd and 24th. Join us for preaching by Pastor Stuart Mason and Pastor Jason Murphy, as well as food, fellowship, and games. Vacation Bible School will be held July 10th through the 12th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. and is for children K-4 through 6th grade. Finally, don't miss our Young Adult Conference with Pastor Kurt Skelly on Friday and Saturday, August 11th through the 12th. The Amazing Race Teen Activity for 6th through 12th graders will be this Thursday, May 18th at Grandview. The activity will start in the Abundant Life Room at 6 p.m. We will be divided into teams, and each team will be racing each other to complete a list of challenges. The cost for this activity is only $5, and pizza will be provided. The activity will end at 8.30 p.m. For questions or more information, please see TJ Gardner. The Best Years Club is going to Stone Cliff Inn for lunch on May 23rd at 12.30 p.m. And transportation will leave the church at noon. To sign up for this or other upcoming Best Years Club activities, check the welcome desk for upcoming events. Don't miss our annual ladies conference, Friday and Saturday, May 19th through the 20th. The cost is only $25 and we have special speakers, Kathy Bailey, Molly Otis, and our own Vicki Mutchler. Don't miss this great time of fellowship and Bible teaching. If this is your first or second time here, we want to answer your questions and get to know you. Please fill out the Connect card in the pew in front of you and bring it to guest services as you exit the auditorium. We would love to meet you and you will receive a gift card. Have a great afternoon and we'll see you tonight at 5. Uh, here in just a moment, we're going to see Emily and Daniel Arnett getting baptized. Um, let me encourage you, ladies, uh, if you have not already signed up for Ladies Conference, it is this weekend. So be ready Friday and Saturday this week uh, for the conference, $25, uh, and it's going to be a blessing and a help to you. And uh, I'm going to be at home babysitting. I've got two children of my own, and so my wife's going to the Ladies Conference, and I'm watching the kids, so pray for me. Uh, a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and so we are, we're going to have a lot of fun. We will see how it goes, but uh, excited about that. Of course, the men's conference, uh, the men's advance, rather, coming up in June, um, and make sure that you're ready for that, and I think we are ready. Yeah. 
this is Titus. Titus accepted Christ a few months ago, I believe, a few weeks ago, and he's called Lord in baptism. I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, and the Holy Ghost, for likes of his death. Praise likes of his resurrection. Accepted Christ as well, and he's followed in baptism. I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, for the likes of his death. There is likes of his resurrection. Logan. Logan got saved several years ago, but he's followed in baptism. I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Mary likes of his death. Mary likes of his resurrection. She's cold, so we're going to be hurried. I baptize you, my daughter, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Raise likes his resurrection. You in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost, for the likes of his death. Praise like the resurrection. And the Spirit said, Lord is uh, done as thou commanded, and yet there is room. And uh, it's a little cold in here, so you need to give an extra hand to these uh, these people today. Uh, we got to get that turned up just a little bit next time. But if I'm cold, you know they were. So God bless you all.